there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Kimmy, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. Hey guys, welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the stories and legends of different lore from around the world. Today, we're doing a bonus episode because we love you guys and we miss you and we want to do a bonus episode for you. We couldn't make it through the break. <laughs> <laughs> the break was too long. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that, but we'll get into it. Ryan, what did you find alluring this week? So I moved this week, finally got my own place. Ooh. Really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made it through, made it through 2020 living at home, but now we're back, baby. Made it through quarantine living, yep. living at home. <laughs> Heck Yeah. <laughs> What about you? Well, my alluring thing is we are taking turns because I am packing. My house is blissful chaos. My rabbit loves jumping on all of my boxes. And, Mm -hmm. like, the one thing I hate about packing is when I pack all my craft stuff, I'm like, ooh, I want to make something now. So I had to, like, pre-make crafts for myself like a child (laughs) going out with her parents (laughs) and I'll like go to Edgar's house because we're finding a place up by where he is and my suitcase always has like a bunch of crafts that I never get to because I just need that even if I don't do it I just need them and he's like you gotta have the essentials moved first I know. Like you're crafting. Crafting is my essential, though. That is my love. I feel that. But it's fine. It's great. Everything's in boxes. My rabbit's having a great time. And I just want to sew. And I haven't wanted to sew in like two years. And that's only because I just put my machine away. (laughs) Yep, that's always when it happens. (sighs) I was like, I'm like going through my clothes to see what to donate. And I was like, hmm, I should make my dresses into rompers. And then I look and I know my sewing machine is like three boxes in, three boxes down and duct taped. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I have a bunch of like flannels that I want to sew patches onto. And my my sewing machine is also buried under boxes. 
but I know the second I pull it out, I'm be like, nah, I don't really feel like sewing anymore. <laughs> you pull it out. And it's like, did you miss me? It's it's like you pull it out and it looks like a really old hooker. Yeah. And it like drags the cigarette. It's like <laughs> you've come back and it's like mm, you weren't that great. I am inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> You think about it all night and then you get it in the morning. You're like, ah, <laughs> well, I'll don't worry. You'll probably get some patches from me because I may have gotten really into embroidery. <laughs> Heck yes. I don't know. Have you seen them? I think I showed you like one. I, I think so. I think you've, you've sent me some pictures, but I'm excited to see them in person. Yes. So you'll get a care package from me soon. <laughs> yes. Because I have to give people gifts. It's it is my love language. I just want to give people stuff. It just makes me happy. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast. And you now have to deal with that. <laughs> love it. Well, I have quite the little creature for us today. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about the Chloricon. Um, you may have heard of a Leprechaun. Incredibly similar. But these are widely described as being the Leprechaun's drunk cousin. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So, well, you know, when you think of leprechauns, you think of them like hoarding gold and like stealing from people and whatnot. Right. The chloricons, they, they are, they like to hang out in like wine cellars and breweries and just cause mischief there instead of like stealing gold from people. They just steal their alcohol. There's some debate whether they're just drunk leprechauns but it seems like most people consider them just a very close relative but uh yeah so a quick uh physical description this is a very uh colorful colorful little description we got a small man measuring about six inches so six inches is small um yeah yeah <laughs> very small i'd say uh, <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, wow, you're going to let that one go? Okay, I'll just keep going. (laughs) A face like a withered apple. Twinkling eyes and a red, like a a flush red face from heavy drinking. Yes. They wear a red nightcap. So kind of similar to gnomes in that sense, I guess. Interesting. And, um... A, a leather apron with a silver buckle. And the best part is they're always carrying a jug of ale. But <laughs> in all of the descriptions, they're never carrying a chlorican-sized jug of ale. It's always a normal human-sized jug of ale, which is generally larger than six inches. Um, that's um, amazing. <laughs> so so they just kind of drag around a jug. So they lift is what I'm getting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd say I'd say they lift a lot. Don't I don't know like, how much a jug of ale weighs, but it's gotta be more than them. 
You know, the thing is, like, I feel when I drink, I get so weak. Like, I feel I can do a pull-up, and I can't kind of thing. Yeah, it just gives you the confidence to do one. Right. So, if they're drunk and they're moving this around, they are strong little motherfuckers, is True. what it is. True. And they're they're virtually always drunk. Like, that. this is all they do, is they drink and they guard the drinks so you know leprechauns are hoarding gold they're just hoarding more drinks so it's they're 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 pretty awesome but they're not so whereas leprechauns are i don't know you could call them evil because they're stealing gold from people the chloricons are more like pranksters they just like to like if you're having a nice night drinking a glass of wine they're just going to be down in your wine cellar making a bunch of noise and like yelling. <laughs> Basically just throwing a little party of one down there. <laughs> so they're not they're not really troublesome. They're just kind of annoying. But the the big thing is they're almost like a ghost whereas once they have it attached to you. So like let's say you're a you're a, a brewer and you have a nice brewery and this chloricon decides he really likes your beer e- even if you move he's just gonna follow you <laughs> he, they, so they have no attachment to lo- locations they just want what you got you know the visual of like going in your cellar to move all your barrels right and mm-hmm. you just see this little orange cap sticking out from like yeah. one of the holes of the barrel, you're like, hmm, interesting. And it like moves from location to location. <laughs> it's yeah. the best thing ever. He's packing his own little suitcase every time he sees you packing. He's like, oh, yay, where are we going this time? <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, time to move on. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. I'm sorry, that's adorable. This little rosy cheek creature. So they, they, they not only follow you around, but they, they almost become like a guard dog for your cellar. Oh, perfect. Like, so if anyone comes in and tries to steal your drink or like tamper with it, they're, they're gonna, you're going to have a bad time. So <laughs> in, some, uh, in some cases, people would try and like intentionally summon their own uh, Clericon to to protect their their brewery and and in order to do that you would just leave out like a plate of food because you know after you drink a lot you're gonna have the munchies and right. then some alcohol for the Clericon to test and if he likes it he might just stick around. Aww, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you said um summon. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified, because the yeah. first thing I thought of was, like, I have to draw, like, a pentagram on the ground, but I would make it out of wine. And I was like, well, if it's a drunken leprechaun, maybe I put, like, a four-leaf clover on one point, <laughs> a horseshoe on another, some gold on one. Yeah, I don't no, know. You just you Rainbow. just need some good food and better drinks and lay them out. But, but once, once they pick you, as I said, I mean, they're... Uh, they ain't going away, so. I see no con to this. I, this just seems great. 
like yeah, I love how it. much can a six inch person realistically drink you know like because <laughs> they're gonna be drink they're, they're while they are protecting your drink they're also drinking it so they like right. to consider it you know it becomes like a it's no longer your beer it's our beer <laughs> It's like when you have roommates, but you have all the stuff, and they're like, but this "Exactly, is, these are this is our TV." Exactly. <laughs> no, it it actually does sound pretty similar to a to a college roommate. Okay. <laughs> they, just, they they drink all your alcohol, they yell at other people. Uh, yeah. Occasionally bark. Sound, yeah, sounds like my experience. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, college. Glad that's over. <laughs> so I, I have a I have a short short little story here about a man named Justin McCarthy, who was a brewer in Ireland, a very wealthy man who uh, had a extremely nice wine cellar. So uh, let me just, let me just read. I'm going to read through this. Though he was wealthy, he was also generous, often sharing his wine with others and the locals. Uh, He was a good employer to his household staff. Despite this, he could not keep a butler in his employ for very long, as every time he would send his butler to the wine cellar, they would return a pale... Sorry, they would return pale (laughs) as a ghost and refuse to return to its steps. Mr. McCarthy would then inevitably have to retrieve the wine himself. In Mr. McCarthy's employ was a young lad named Jack who worked in the stable. Jack had heard the stories about the cellar and thought that he was the braver than the rest of his employees, and whatever was down there was worth the raise in status. He offered his service to Mr. McCarthy as his butler, and as Mr. McCarthy was a fair man, he was given the position on a trial basis. All was well for a while, and Jack worked diligently to prove his worth to his new position. One day, Mr. McCarthy decided to go hunting with some friends and instructed Jack that after dinner, they would like some wine to pass the evening. As you do. I, yeah, I, naturally. Yeah, I've, I've been, I, I want to say I've been hunting, but I just went because the person I was with at the time was into it. And mm-hmm. I just did bird calls the whole time. And I was like, you know, a drink after this is needed. And nothing even happened. So, I get that, and Jack's a hard worker, so, fair request. Yeah. So, near the stroke of midnight, the wine was called for, and Jack ventured to the wine cellar with a basket to fill with bottles. He crept down the stairs, thinking there was nothing to fear waiting for him. As he neared the cellar door, he heard a crashing from inside, following, followed <laughs> by maniacal laughter Mm-mm. as he took a large press key to the cellar door, turned in the lock, and ventured inside. As he entered, the laughing grew louder and louder until it filled the entire room, shaking the racks of wine almost from their shelves and scaring poor Jack half to death. He heard a great cat crashing coming towards him as if a wild animal had been let loose in the cellar. He fell backwards and as quickly as he crawled, as quickly as he could, crawled back out of the cellar. Shaking like a leaf, he raced to the drawing room where Mr. McCarthy and his friends were awaiting him to return the wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know why he even kept going in. If I heard little, like, I imagine the laughter is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, echoing. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, uh, <laughs> we're going back. Like, the, the clerk on knows that 
like this guy's got nothing bad going on, but he's just like, nah, I'm a mess with him. That's what they do. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's like it's... the the thing is like the thought of them is so adorable, but if I went in a cellar and I saw a little six foot man, I would I'd freak the hell out. It's like mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. It's all lighting and placement. And I think it sounds like he's very well aware of that, too. Yeah. So upon seeing Jack's ghostly white face and trembling, Mr. McCarthy stormed down to the cellar. He burst into the room and it was met by a tiny little man wearing a red nightcap (laughs) with a ruddy complexion who hiccuped in greeting. (laughs) (laughs) It just went from, like, creepy to cute. See, like, Yeah, he walked in and he's like he realized that this was the guy who had access to the alcohol. So suddenly he became this chill little, little guy. (laughs) That's adorable. Okay. (laughs) So Mr. McCarthy yelled, I've had it with you chasing my butlers away and scaring the life out of them. You've drunk my wine and abused my generosity for far too long. I'm moving away tomorrow and you are never to darken my door again. The Chloricon grinned at Mr. McCarthy. Well, sir, in that case, I will follow you. I will follow you and your wine to the ends of the earth, if need be. I'm here to protect our wine from them that would take you from us. I mean you. The Chloricon (laughs) corrected himself. Mr. McCarthy sighed, took the wine from the cellar, and went back to his friends. Jack remained his butler, but did not venture into the wine cellar ever again. And Mr. McCarthy would have to fetch his wine from that day forward. (laughs) so it's kind of like a lesson on like you know do your own damn work but also like this chloricon's just sitting in your basement stealing your stuff what do you do you can't do anything right it's like well don't make good wine and but it's like but everyone wants good wine (laughs) exactly i don't know you could set up a possum trap if it's really that big of a problem (laughs) well so from from reading it appears they they're, they're they're somewhat magical, so I don't know if a trap would work. Like, there's some cases of them like being able to fly. Like, you know how witches fly on broomsticks. So these guys, they they take like those little like small reeds from swamps, and they use those <laughs> to fly, like so, just on these tiny little reeds. I I don't know how I feel about that visual, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I love it! I just they just like walk into a swamp, pick out a quick read, and walk away. Yeah, they are just six inches tall, so it won't like yeah. mess it up. Yeah, they can't weigh much. They're so I, they're I, like I gotta, spirits, not spirits. Sorry, um, sprites. Yeah. So I, I got a I got a little short do and don'ts list. When dealing with the chloricons. <laughs> so do. Do double check whether it's a chloricon or a leprechaun. Because a leprechaun will be extremely offended <laughs> if compared to one. Um, so you got to make sure you don't call them the wrong thing. Or you're going to have a really bad time. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Uh, don't look away the moment you take your eyes off of them. They will steal your wine and beer. 
So this is more referring to before they become like they want to live in your house. Like if they just happen to stop by and if you if you look away for a second, they're going to be gone with all your wine and beer. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's so interesting because when you say like they aren't there yet, do they like sign a little lease in their <laughs> own like world <laughs> to be part of your house? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's a little bureau of chloricons and leprechauns that like parse out different houses. <laughs> it's sense. actually the leprechauns that parse it out. That's why they get really yeah. offended when you ask yeah, like, their how chloricon. Dare you? <laughs> I can't I can't do like an Irish accent, but whatever it would be. But Just okay, so proper. three, do listen to their stories. They are known for their fabulous wordsmith and enjoy nothing more than sharing a drop of whiskey and tales. Don't anger the Chloricon. They may be small, but they can be fierce. Their cheery and laid back <laughs> attitude makes them slow to anger. But once angry, their vindictive fury can be terrifying. And I got a couple couple little things that they've been known to do when they're angry. So they, uh, and, and it gets progressively worse. So, um, oh, okay. one, they'll just make your milk go bad. Uh. Two, they'll, they'll stop your hens from laying eggs. Three, they'll cause your entire family to come down with the pox. Okay. Um. <laughs> Four, they'll they'll make all of your cattle fall ill. Ill. Five, make your sheep break their pens, and six, beat you so badly that you'll be bedridden for three weeks. Oh my god! <laughs> so there's there's quite the uh, jump in. <laughs> depending on how angry you make them. So it's really not worth the risk. It doesn't seem like there's a lot you could do to make them angry, though. Well, as long as as long as you follow this do's and don't list, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, do, so this is how you make them happy. Do leave out food, because after drinking all your alcohol, the chloricon is partial to a nice snack. <laughs> what is it called, a tchotchke board? <laughs> the the ch- chicuttery, sh- chicuttery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one. Make a little mini one for them. Oh, that sounds adorable. <laughs> the olive would be the size of their head. That would right. Be so cute. And the last, don't don't try to get away from them. If you find yourself plagued by a chloricon, the likelihood the likelihood is that if you try to move or get away, it'll have the opposite effect. Chloricons are extremely loyal creatures and tend to attach themselves to families, mostly nobles, as they're the ones with the best wine cellars. <laughs> so yeah, that's the uh, that's the Chloricon. <laughs> I love them, actually. Yeah, they're uh, they're a pretty cool little creature. <laughs> they just they seem pretty carefree. They just want wine and can't take no for an answer. So... <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. They just. And they, and they just stick around. Yeah, they're just they're just good buddies who hang out in your basement, scaring your servants away. <laughs> yeah, but they don't scare him. See, that's the thing. Because if you get one and it's on your team, and like I don't know, you have like a a brother or sister or like uncle or like racist grandparent that like comes over, right? And you mm-hmm. just like 
don't want them at the house. Like, they're like, we're going to stay the weekend. You're like, oh, yay. Hey, you should go get a drink from the cellar for me. <laughs> you just got to hope that if it makes them angry, they go with one of the early options and not beating them so badly that they're bedridden for three weeks. Yeah. Or um, giving your entire family the pox. <laughs> it's they actually have like a wheel that they spin to decide what they will do. Right. Like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Plays like some music in the background. <laughs> They're like, it's time to pick from the wheel. Do 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 do. That's so great. Well, um, a little fun thing we're doing now is we have an alarming alignment compass. Since this is a bonus episode. You guys won't be able to see it, <laughs> but well, maybe we'll post it. We'll see. Anyway, it'll be up. It'll be up on Instagram by the time you hear this podcast. Perfect. Ryan's organized because I am all <laughs> over the place. I am packed in boxes mentally. <laughs> so, if you're not familiar with an alignment chart, um, it's very similar to role playing games, where it goes from lawful good to chaotic evil and everything in between. I think, uh, you know, at first I was going to put these guys on like the lawful, chaotic lawful, or what was it? Yeah. Lawful evil. That's what I was going to put them. But I'm more thinking they're just chaotic neutral because they kind of just do whatever they want with no consequence. And they're either your homie or not, depending on how they feel that day. Yeah, well, they don't have any of their own, like quote-unquote laws that they follow no they're solitary creatures so they got no laws and they're purely chaotic i i would say that they're chaotic neutral too because that just makes sense to me yeah just all right well we got we got a really easy first one (laughs) yeah i was like i was like oh how is this part gonna go i was like oh no we're both like oh that's that's pretty straightforward well (laughs) I love it. I think it is adorable. But um, we just want to say thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been Alluring. Have an alluring day, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye! And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.